Free Life. It is so good to be with you today. As Pastor Scott said, my name is Caleb, and uh, alongside of my wife, we're the student ministry pastors here with The Blend Student Ministries every Wednesday night. Middle school and high school, we hang out together at 7 o'clock, so if you're in the room in middle school, high school, want to vibe with us, come hang out. Uh, but real quick, before we get going, Pastor Scott, Pastor Cindy, thank you so much for the opportunity to be up here today to be ministering. Liz, absolutely love you, my amazingly beautiful, gorgeous, hot wife. And she's smart. Love you, Liz. And uh, again, shout out to The Blend Student Ministries. We're going to go ahead and get going. We've been in this series called Unhacked, right? We've been, we've been in this thing called Unhacked. How can we live an unhacked life with, with Jesus, right? There, there, there's some people, there's an enemy that come after our life that try to hack us. They try to sabotage us. It comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? And so how can we make sure that we're going to live a lifestyle that is unhackable, unhackable. And I want to talk to you today about this firewall that you and I have the privilege of tapping into if we so choose, right? There's a firewall that's in our life to protect us. It filters what we receive and what sends out, what comes out from us. And that firewall is called honor. Honor. Now, we, we hear the word honor uh, a lot. I would dare to say uh, we have uh, minimized the power and the strength of the word honor, right? We, we, we see it as like uh, in the youth we talk all the time. The Bible says honor your father and mother. That means more than just do what they said to do with, while rolling your eyes, right? Like it's a little bit different. Honor is such a powerful word that in our culture, I don't know if we take it as serious as how the Bible takes the word honor. See, honor is a determining factor in where we go in life. Honor is a determining factor in where you go in life. You want a good promotion? <laughs> honor your boss. It's amazing. If you dishonor your boss, you'll probably stay there for a little bit or be gone. Uh, honor is a huge thing. Students, if you want to go to blend camp chaos this summer, honor your parents. Do what they say. You might be surprised what happens. Honor is a, you saw that plug? Honor is an amazing, amazing thing, but we're not supposed to just honor parents and authorities and each other, but the Bible is very specific on that we are to honor God. It's very, very specific. The, the Bible actually cares a lot about honor. It is mentioned over 130 times in about 36 books of the Bible. So more than half of the Bible talks about this thing, this principle of honor. And I want to talk to you guys about it today because to honor someone is to treat them as extraordinary. It's to elevate them higher than what you would see yourself as. And so it's to go the above and beyond, right? To dishonor someone is to treat them as ordinary, to treat them as common, to, to treat someone as, ah, that's just Joe that I see every day at work. That's just this person that we always bump ways whenever we get coffee. Oh, this is just God that I see every Sunday. Um, to, we have to be careful on where our honor goes. You see, we, we, we're used to honoring certain people. We, we honor our bosses, right? We, we, we honor teachers. A couple of weeks ago was Teacher Appreciation Week. Shout out to the teacher. We, we honor admin. We, we honor our spouses. We honor our significant others. We honor family but do we properly honor God? 
Not do we say, hey, God, thanks for being here, but do we properly honor him? Because, again, honor is going to be that thing that changes how the trajectory of our life, getting us to where we need to go. You know, in culture, God is treated as just another person. He's a God, if we're going to be real, right? Like our, our God, the, the only God, big G, capital G, is just treated as another opinion. It's treated as another word, Right? Something we say here at Free Life Chapel, where God has an opinion, mine no longer matters. Mine is irrelevant because I so honor what he has taken the time to give us in his word that I will elevate this in my life over my opinions or over my feelings. We got to make sure that we are honoring. And so we need to check and see how we view God. How we honor God will determine how God shows up in our life. How we honor God determines how he shows up in our life. You know, when we honor God, he honors us to that same capacity. So, uh, man, if I feel like God is not honoring me, what I really need to do is turn the lens back around and say, Caleb, are you honoring God? Why is it that I expect him to honor me if I'm not honoring him? It's a relationship. It's a give and you receive, a give and you receive. I'm ignorant to believe that I can receive from God and never give him honor. I want him to look out for me, but I'm not going to build my relationship with him. It's ignorant to believe that. So if I view him as a nice guy, then he'll be a nice guy. If I view him as a healer, I will see him in my life as a healer. If I view him as someone who can guide my decisions, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to guide my decision. If I view him as a restorer, he will restore things in my life. If I view him as a provider, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to provide outside of what I could provide for myself. If I see him as a comforter, he will comfort me in those tough times. That's exactly what he does. So I need you to look to the person next to you and say, how do you see God? Now turn to the person you didn't care about, your second option, and say, how do you see God? <laughs> like I said, God, God cares a whole lot about honor. And in John chapter 5, verse 23, the Bible says, whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. So how I treat Jesus is a direct correlation with how I treat God. How I view God, Jesus, how I think he can move in my life. How I, we just got done talking last week on Holy Spirit. We had an amazing Sunday night, Spirit Encounter night. It was amazing. The reason why that night was so amazing is because we honored him enough to show up in a different environment at a different time and place, and he showed up to the level of our expectation. How I view him matters. So, but we might say, is honor really that big of a deal? Right? So I, I prayed to Jesus. Maybe I've been saved. I, I got that down. I got that down. But what Pastor Scott says here, and I love this, he, he says it's a free life all the time. The speed of my obedience determines the speed of my advance. The speed of my obedience, the quicker I obey, the faster I will advance in life. 
That has to do with honor. The faster I start honoring God in my daily decisions, the faster I will start advancing in life. But it takes honor. It takes honor. And there's a story in Joshua chapter 6 that if you've been in church for any bit of time, you're probably familiar with this. And it's the story uh, where Joshua leads the Israelites and they take over Jericho. The walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Right, And I, w- I want us to look at this story real quick um, because I would dare to say that the only reason why they were able to take over Jericho was because they honored God. That's why. It, it wasn't God's intention uh, for them to be the first people that Jericho was called the promised land. And it wasn't, their intent, it wasn't God's intention for them to just then hit the promised land. God wanted them to be in it off rip. But for 40 years, the Israelites were wandering. They started honoring God. They started doing some things differently. And because of their obedience and honor, they got the chance to advance in a different kind of way. So in Joshua chapter 6, here's what happens. God tells Joshua, hey, man. I need you, take all your Israelites, take the crew. I need y'all to go take over this city. Like, y'all about to take it down. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. And some people, they was like, "Uh, I don't know about this. Like, they really tall. There's some really big grapes, but they're really tall. And for me, I'm short, so they're really tall. And so, like, there's a lot of things that are going on. And God said, don't worry about that. I'm telling you, if you do it my way, you'll get my results. I need you going. I need you to conquer uh, Jericho. And he told him exactly how he was to do it. Because when I think of God telling me to go conquer something, I'm like, all right, bet. Get my boots on. Get whatever you like to carry with you to make sure you're ready to fight. I'm like, we're ready for battle, right? Like, if you tell me I'm going to go conquer something, I'm ready to put up a fight, right? Like, okay, here we go. You're not going to just hand it to me. Like, this is going to be a war. And God said, we're going to do things a little bit differently. What I need you to do, Joshua, is I need you to take all of the people of Israel and I need you to walk around the walls of Jericho for six days. I want you to walk around it one time per day. Now, when you do this, I don't want you to say nothing. They're going to be yelling at you. I don't want you to say nothing. They're going to be posting on social media about you. I don't want you to reply. They're going to be throwing things at you. I don't need you to do anything to react towards them. If you do it my way, you'll get my results. Listen to me. Listen to me. So Joshua's like, all right, all right. I I, I instructed everybody, let's go, let's go. And then he said, God said on the seventh day, what I need you to do is I need you to walk around seven times. Man, God, I already walked around six times. What the seventh time going to do? Like, I've been doing this six days straight, hasn't nothing happened. Not a little pebble came off, like nothing. He said, on the seventh day, I need you to walk around seven times. And then at the very end, after you get done with that seventh time, I need you to tell your priest, tell everybody, I need you to lift out a shout of praise, and I need you to blow the trumpets and blow the horns as if you have already won the victory that you have not yet received. He said, I need you to honor me in my word that I'm going to do the things that, you, that I said that I would do. And if you are expecting and honor what I have already told you that I would do, then you would have it. But it's going to take you honoring what I said. It's going to take you obeying. It's going to take you believing. You see, they honored God in three different ways. They honored God with their thoughts, with their words, and with their actions. They honored God with their thoughts, with their words, and with their actions. They, they honored God uh, with their thoughts by, by, by believing in what he said. 
You know how easy it would have been for Joshua to say, God, I hear you telling me all this. Hey, so uh, Israel, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to do things my way. And he could have spoken on behalf of God, and none of them would have known. Right? But he said, okay, God, you, you said this. Well, where you have an opinion, mine no longer matters. And so I'm going to do things your way. Let's go. They honored him in his thoughts. They honored God with their words or what I would probably dare to say, their lack of words. How many of you would have been, had a few words for Joshua? You making me walk around in this heat? Mind you, this, this ain't Florida with a nice summer breeze. Like, like we, are, we over here in the Middle East, like it's hot. Like hot. And they're out there walking in the middle of the day, just going, going through, going through. You want me to do all this? Like, I'm reaching my 10,000 steps on the day. Hey, this is a workout plan, Joshua. This ain't no battle. Come on. They were, able to, they were able to honor God with their words or their lack of words. And then they honored God by actually doing what he said. You know, it's funny. Sometimes we want the most spiritual revelation or we want that key to success that is going to get us further. When most of the time that key to success is doing what we know to do. Most of the time, right? It, man, I'm, I've been trying to lose weight for a while. I've done it before. I know what to do. I know how to put my food. I know what workouts to do. I know what cardio to do. But I haven't lost any weight. Because it's not enough to know it. You got to start doing it. And so they said, all right, God, I, I know what you said. I'm, I'm disseminating the information. I'm giving the information out to everybody else. And now we're actually going to start doing this thing. Because of how they honored God, God did things that did not make any kind of sense in their life. There's no reason why the Israelites should have been able to overtake Jericho. There's no reason why walking around a wall should ever make it fall down. I'll tell you this. Liz and I, we, we have a fence in our backyard. Well, Liz and I go for a walk every day with our dog. If we went for a walk every day with our dog and that fence came tumbling down, our fence company would be getting a very harsh phone call from us saying that we need a new fence. Like... It doesn't make logical sense, but thankfully, God doesn't have to make sense for us in order for it to be true, right? So what happens when we honor? There's three things that I would say happens when we honor. Number one, when we honor God, when we honor God, we get access. When we honor God, we get access. Now, now, now what is it that we're getting access to? Ephesians 3.20 says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or we might think. What do we get access to? We get access to God's power. We get access to a power source that we don't have the privilege to connect to, but he brings out an extension cord, Jesus, whenever he died on the cross saying, I know you can't reach my outlet up here, so I'm going to bring an extension cord of Jesus to you so he can be that mediator between me and between you. That way we can stay connected right here. Get access to his power. We get access to that infinite ability that God has. Mind you, we are not infinite people. We have limitations. I'm just grateful that our limitations are not God's limitations, right? That when we come to the end of ourselves, that's when we get to the very beginning of everything that God can do on his own. They went from walking in the wilderness for 40 years to an empire. 
they had access. They, they, they went from maintenance, putting up a tent and then tearing it down, then walking over here, putting up to tearing it down and walking over here, to more than enough. We have all this land. We have spots for businesses. We have food. We have water. We have more than what we could have ever wanted. They tapped into a different access point that allowed them to be elevated in life. So let me ask you this. What is it that you need in your life that you can't afford and you need God's access to give it to you? Is it a peace of mind? He, he can give that to you. Is it a restoration in your home? He, he can do that to you. Is it for your students, for your kids, for your young adults to come back home or, or to come back to the ways maybe that you have raised them, that you've been praying for? He, he could do that too. Is it to help you with this next transition period? Graduating high school, going to college, graduating college, what am I going to do with my life? He can help you there too. We just have to, when we honor him, we then get the access to what he knows, to his guiding decisions. So number one, it's going to take access. Then number two, when we honor God, what does he do? He gives us influence. Hashtag influencer. He gives us influence. Now, this is the thing. This isn't like an influencer like you might see on social media, right? Like, this isn't an influencer like, hey, buy this product. Like, this isn't like no blue certification badge right by his name on Instagram. It's not like so you can be TikTok famous. Like, that's not what he's talking about. He gives us influence, though. How do I know this? Because in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's sending them out, and he said, hey, y'all, y'all like a city on a hill. Whoever is bought into me, whoever's bought into Jesus, is like a city on a hill, light and bright, which means that he elevates us with the light turned on in a place of darkness. Why does he do that? Because in Matthew 5, verse 16, it says, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Not so they can see your good works and start to celebrate you. Not so they can see your good works and start to praise you. Not so they can see your good works and start to do whatever you want to be done. It's not what it is. So that they will, we are a reflection of God. When people meet you and I, we should be able to say, y'all think I'm this good? Nope, God just looks this good. If God can do all that with me, imagine what he can do for you. Like, I'm old, busted, and disgusted. But when God came in, thankfully, he makes old things new. He lifts us up so that we can then lift him up. What are we doing with that influence? How are we using this gift of influence? What, how, how, how are we doing this? I, I'm saved. I know Jesus. Bet you're a city on a hill. So I wonder if when we're at a restaurant late at night, we got a group of people together. The, the waiter sees us smiling. He sees us talking different. He, he, he sees us communicating and engaging different. Not better, just different. And then he says, hey, I mean, what? Y'all so nice. <laughs> Y'all know being nice is a gift, right? <laughs> Y'all so nice. What, what's going on? Hey, man, when we go to this church, we, we would love to invite you to come to this church. It's amazing what your influence of an invitation can do for somebody. Pre-service, I was talking with uh, one of the girls on our media team, Carolyn. Shout out, Carolyn. She's working the camera right now. Carolyn, she was telling me that her and her mom were at a spot last week, last week Saturday, and uh, she felt like she should invite this person that was helping them, that was hosting them, to come to church. She invited that person to come to church. They came, she invited them last week Saturday. They came Sunday and have already let them know that they're coming again today. 
Because of an influence of a teenager. How are you using your influence? What are you doing? You watching online, how are you using your influence? Are you just consumers of the word or are you producing the word for other people? What are we doing with the influence that God gives us? When we honor him, he gives us the influence. Now, this is the thing. It's up to us what we do with it. It's up to us what we do with it. It's, it's not our own to use for however we want. God gives it to us so that we can be a reflection of who he is. But once we have influence, we're able to step into rooms that we typically don't belong. Once we have influence, people start listening to what we say. You wondered why at your family reunions people come to you with their problems. You wondered why. And it's because they see a solution inside of you. You wonder why at work that one person is always coming to you asking questions, trying to figure out what's going on. It's because they see you as the solution. You wonder why on your sports teams people are coming up to y'all and who are, are, are trying to attach their name to you. It's because of the influence that you have in your life. When we tap into honoring God, he gives us an influence that we reflect him, but it benefits us. It's a part of that benefit package we get through Jesus Last thing that he does, he gives us access, he gives us influence, and then he also gives us authority. He gives us authority. See, Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among the snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. What snake or scorpion is walking beside you? What has been slithering up beside you that doesn't close its eye, that is just waiting for you to take a misstep just to take you out? What's the name? What's the place? What's the website that is over here that is just waiting for you to slip just to let you see you catch and fall down? God said, when you tap into me, when you honor me, when you do things my way, you'll get my results. And so I will start to give you an authority that no matter what it is that's coming in life, you can step right on top of it and keep walking forward. It's not going to delay you. It's like what Pastor Scott said during the pre-service. There's a speed limit that, uh, that people are putting on our life, that situations are putting on our life, saying you can only go this fast when God said you're a Ferrari. You're not meant to go 35 miles an hour. Let's get going to the things that I have for you. Don't be limited to someone else's standards. Come up to mine. How are we using this authority? God has given it to us to speak things over our life. Parents, for you to declare things over your kids, it's not enough for them to hear it at church. It's not. It's not enough for them to hear it on a Sunday morning and a Wednesday night. It's not. Every day, whenever my dad used to take me to school, my dad used to pray for me. He used to pray, I pray that you get the mind of Christ and the wisdom of Solomon. I heard that every single day going to school as long as he drove me to school. I remember hearing that every day. I never got out of the car without my dad praying for me. Was it this most elaborate prayer? No, it wasn't. But what it did for me was I can be a man and pray. Bet. I can make my request known to God and know that he answers and listens to the prayer of his children. Perfect. Parents, what authority are you using with your students? If you're young, the Bible talks about don't limit yourself because of your age. You have authority. I'm so grateful that God is not a respecter of age. He's a respecter of effort. As long as I'm pursuing, 
I get that respect. So it doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter how young I am. It doesn't matter if I got gray hair or not. It doesn't matter my college education, my high school education. It doesn't matter where I am at my job. God will give me authority based on how I honor him. You know, there's this, there's this phrase that I grew up hearing in church. God will never give you more than you can handle. That is wrong. Any of you ever felt that you got given more than you can handle? I sure enough have. God will give you more than you can handle. He will give me more than I can handle. But he will never give me more than he can handle. That's that determining factor. See, when I honor God, I recognize his existence in my life and the necessity to have him in my life. And so I'm going to be walking through some situations in life where I just can't handle it. That it's going to take me having to pray to Jesus. It's going to take me having to say, Holy Spirit, guide, lead, and direct myself. Help me hold my tongue. Hey, help me hold my tongue. Help me walk this way. Help me not post this. Help me keep them out of my life. Help me bring them in closer. Help me get more implemented to the church. Why? Is it because the church is that powerful? No, it's because the church is a place of where God is. And where God is, that's where I want to be. And whenever I'm tapped into who God is, then he will never give me more than I can handle. What we already said, God, when we get to the end of ourselves, that's when we get to the very beginning of what he can do. So God will give you more than you can handle. God will give you things that will make you go outside of your mind if you do it on your own. If you do it on your own, God doesn't want us to do it on our own. He doesn't. He's begging, knocking at the door. Please let me in. Caleb, don't be stubborn again. Please let me in. Please let me in. Come on. I can help you. I can help you. And when we let him in, when we honor him, that authority that we get over that situation, I don't understand it, but I don't have to understand it because I understand how strong my God is. So I'm going to walk right over top of you and keep on going. You're not a speed bump in the road because I got a big old lifted truck. I could just drive right over top of the curb. The enemy tried to put a curb in your life, but God puts you in a monster truck. Just drive right over top of it, baby. You're going to be all right. God's got you, boo. God won't give, God will give you more than you can handle, but he will not give you more than he can handle. And when we honor God, he will come in and handle our mess. It just takes us honoring him. So when we honor God, we gain access, we gain influence, and we gain authority. You know, I was talking with a, a member of the church today, and, or earlier this week, and I was like, hey, man. Come, come and look at my truck. My truck has been driving a little bit funky. My tires are kind of worn out in some different places. I was like, man, what's going on? He's like, have you done anything to your truck? I'm like, yeah, I'm in Polk County. I got a leveling kit on. I had to lift it up a little bit. And as he was talking about, he's like, man, when was the last time you got an alignment check on your truck? I'm like, oh, it's been a little bit. He's like, man, you, you better go get an alignment check because if you don't do that every so often, you're going to have to now take off those tires and get a whole new set of tires so it's going to cost you more than what it initially would have. I wonder if today, the point of today was just for us to get an alignment check on honoring God. 
to where I'm driving on the road and I might not even be doing anything rough and tough, but the wear and tear of life. I pray the Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, the familiarity might make us go backwards and it might start pulling us out of alignment. I wonder if today's just about let's pull it back in. Let's tighten things back up to make sure that we're riding optimally to where we're not having to just wait, take ourselves to a shop to sit, to be lifted up, to have other people coming in and working and putting their hands on it, to take things off, to then put things back on. I wonder if God is saying, if you just let me do it, you'll be good and we'll be right back on the road. It's not going to cost you all that time. It's not going to cost you all that money. Just let me do it and you'll be good. We need an alignment check with God and how we view him and how we choose to honor him. Everybody stand to your feet. See, when I honor God, he takes his rightful place as the firewall in my life, keeping us unhacked. It's funny when people come and you might get a sharp response at work. When I honor God, that makes me honorable. So because I honor him, he honors me. It is even easier for me to honor other people. I can't properly honor you until I honor God. I can't properly honor my wife until I honor God. I can't properly honor my pastors, my bosses, the team that I get the pleasure of working beside until I first honor God. I can't honor the person who's checking me out at Walmart until I properly honor God. But when I honor God, it's the game changer. Things just start to tighten up into place. And we become a well-oiled machine, all doing everything that God intended for us to do giving us the access, giving us the influence, giving us the authority in our life in order to speak life, speak hope other people, towards people that need to hear this same exact message. When we honor God, it changes. Back to this story of Joshua. Because of how they honored God, God did things that did not make any sense. God gave them a blessing that they could not afford, that they, couldn't, they didn't have the strength to do on their own. They didn't have the capacity. They didn't have the numbers. They didn't have the knowledge. God did things his way, and I'm so grateful that God's ways are not my ways. And when I honor him, I'm able to do things his ways, and his ways produce his results. God gave them the fast pass into everything that they needed in life, and God wants to give you that same privilege. God wants to give you a fast pass towards those things that you're rushing towards. There's no reason for a delay delays when it comes to God are often because of our own problems, not because of God's. God's timing is perfect. My obedience is stubborn sometimes. But when I choose to obey, when I choose to honor him and put him in that rightful seat, he already has it ready for me, ticket printed with your name on it, saying, here you go. I've just been waiting for you to walk through the door. With every head bowed and every eye closed, who in here today is saying, you know what? I'm about that life. I want to take this next step of honor. I want to honor God differently. That does not mean that I'm going to be perfect, but I'm willing to pursue this thing of honor. I need that access. I need that influence. I need that authority. And I won't use it for my gain, but I'm going to push it back towards God because I'm in a situation, I'm around people, I'm around a, cir a circumstance that I can't handle on my own. So I'm willing to get my viewpoint of God aligned. Online, if this is you, I want you to join in with us. If this is you, I want you to raise your hand. I want to know who I'm praying for. See that hand? 
See that hand. I 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 see you. I see you. I see you. I see you in the back. I see you. 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 Hands going up everywhere. Father God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. Jesus, thank you so much for dying on the cross to becoming that extension cord, that mediator between God and us. Holy Spirit, thank you for guiding, leading, and directing our steps, for convicting us of this thing of honor to where when we're walking in life, we make sure that we are holding God to the proper place that he should be. I pray for all of my friends in this room, those that raise their hands and those that are watching online, that they need something different. They need something to change. Where they're at, they can't hold up on their own. Father God, we pray that our conviction of honoring you, our awareness of putting you in your rightful place be elevated, God. And as we do that, we know that you are going to give us access to who you are and your infinite power. We know that you're going to give us influence to speak life, hope, and encouragement into those that we are around. And we know that you're going to give us authority to speak into our current situations with your power that you have given us. God, we love you. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.